Welcome to Carpool Conversations, where our goal is to equip parents to have meaningful, Christ-centered conversations with their kids. I'm Amy Lowe. And I am Sarah Jones. And today's episode is all about anger. I don't, I don't need this episode at all. Do you, Sarah? No, no. we don't need it. Uh. No, really. We really do need it. And I'm excited about this topic for today because hopefully we can get some tools to deal with this emotion of anger. But Sarah, not just in the context of our kids, but I think we got to start with us because I'll, yep. I'll just start with a confession. We'll just start that way. Before I had kids, I never really considered myself an angry person. But once I had kids and they started being so demanding of me and every single second of my life was involved with helping them in some way, putting myself last, I think that anger really, I I don't think, I know that anger really did start to bubble up more and more in me. And it took me a minute to put my finger on it But I think it's because, again, I just felt sorry for myself that I was doing all of these things and never had any time for myself. And so because I just kept going and kept going and kept going, the anger kept getting bottled up and would come out in a negative way. So I really think it's important for us to talk about it with ourselves first. Tell me I'm not alone, Sarah. I know you're not going to tell me I'm alone. You're not alone. Thanks for confessing. So... I will also confess where I have actually identified several areas where I see this emotion come up, where I am angry. So I don't know about you, but when expectations don't get met, which is so sad because I've never even communicated the expectation with my husband, I get angry. I don't know why I do that to him, but I've identified that. I also feel like bad behavior, repeated bad behavior from my children that need constant attention with really no improvement can cause me to feel pretty (laughs) angry. I give myself actually lots of pep talks in the moment of like, you you will not respond in anger. You will not respond in anger. So I kind of like, I got to prune the the anger emotion before it takes root, but knowing they know how to press our buttons, or at least my know how to press my buttons. Also, Amy, I've noticed that When I respond in anger, my kids respond right back in anger. It's like they're holding up a mirror for me to see. And I don't know about you, but it Mm. is not fun parenting many angry versions of yourself and your spouse. (laughs) Not fun. I've also noticed that when I'm in a hurry and we're late, there is zero room for patience and gentleness and love. And so my auto response usually comes out as anger, like, hurry up, put your shoes on, we're going to be late. So I have learned that if I don't give myself plenty of time to get out the door and not rush through my day, it can help ease that anger that I know can kind of come up for me. I'm exactly the same way because mine happens when my plate is too full. I've said yes to too many things and I'm trying to smush it all in and I'm an introvert. So I also need my alone time. So I've had to prioritize getting that figured out, taking walks, being by myself, driving in the car in silence if I can every once in a while. And I think those kind of things really help me. But I love your pep talk idea Because we do need to give ourselves pep talk. Maybe we need—that's a pro tip, I think. Maybe we need to record maybe a a 
pep talk on our phone and our little recordings, and then we can just play it back to yes. yourself. So maybe I'll do that. We can practice our pep talks with each other. So moms and dads, the topic on the table today is anger. And as you've heard, we've all been there ourselves, and sometimes even just admitting that is a win. So what we want to do today is talk about anger on the front end. How can we help curb and deal well with the onset of anger? And then the second part is, of course, hey, anger happens. And what do we do as a response? It really does remind me of The Incredible Hulk. I watched that growing up and it's back, Sarah. It's even back now. The Incredible Hulk is out there in the Marvel Universe. He is that superhero that just looks like a regular person, but then something happens and he turns into this big green shirtless monster who wreaks havoc on everything that's around them. And I, for one, have have seen those moments with Mm -hmm. my kids for sure. Yeah, I've actually even seen them in myself. (laughs) So if we can just be honest and vulnerable for a minute, I remember uh, my own Hulk moment when my oldest was a baby, and I would just respond in anger and yell. Her brain, I don't know if you knew this, I sure didn't, but her brain goes into a fight or flight response, Mm. and anything that I am trying to teach her, she cannot learn. Her brain cannot learn anything because of my angry Hulk response. Yeah. So convicting. But in those moments, I know for her, it's scary. And I would have to tell her, I am going to walk away. I'm going to calm down and I will be right back once I've calmed down. Sometimes it's I'm coming back to apologize and repair, but also I'm coming back to maybe give a consequence because she's disobeyed. Yeah. So, does she mostly respond in f- fight or does she mostly respond in well, flight? Both, Amy. So early on when she was about two or three, she would fight. It was a immediate fight response and she would yell back at me and say, go to work, mommy, because... <laughs> That meant that her Nana got to keep her instead of me. The meanest thing she could say. Oh, she was trying to hurt me big time. Fight back, cut me deep where it hurts. Mommy. It was sweet. I can laugh about it now, but in the moment, I'm like, oh, who is this child? She was responding in her own Hulk response. But now it is flight, Amy. She's getting out of there, out of the room. She's hiding as quickly as she can. I do both for sure. As we think about this topic, Sarah, okay, y'all know we're not experts, but we are there in the trenches with you, and we'd love to share some things that we've learned around this topic that has been helpful to us. So the first tool that I'll share is something I heard recently that I thought was really helpful, and it's just three words, and they all start with R. Of course they do. The first one is recognize. The second one is regulate. And the third is repair. So So three easy words to remember, recognize, regulate, and repair. So the first is recognize. So in my mind, I always think of that little red indicator light that comes up when an alarm is about to go off. Those little red flags that start to pop up that you just realize, oh, something's about to happen. We're about to blow and Mm -hmm. things are about to go really bad. Let's recognize those things so that we can deal with them when they happen. For me... I know that certain parts of the day, we've just learned that 
me and the whole family are are more prone to anger. And for us, it's bedtime because we're all getting really tired and cranky and our immediate response is to be short with each other. And then another time is when my kids are hungry, especially my little guy. When he's hungry, he becomes a not very fun version of himself. And I just have to think, when did this child last have a snack? (laughs) And if I just give him a snack, then it really does help him to not respond that way. So just recognizing those moments so that we can then respond well out of them. And maybe they don't get so big. So number one is, is recognize. I can actually relate, which is why I carry a snack in my purse. I get hangry myself. And so if I'm leaving the house, <laughs> Me too, yeah. you better believe I've got some snacks in my purse for those moments that are coming. Um, you know what else I've noticed in my kids is that when I pick them up from school, they have some pretty strong emotions. It's like they've held in their true emotions all day for their teachers. They've been perfect little angels. And then the moment I get them, they just explode. They explode on me because I honestly, I I feel like they know that I am their safest, trusted source to be however they want to be, which in a lot of cases is uh, angry or sad or, you know, tears. So their teachers, they have assured me that they're they're kind and they're sweet at school, but they save really their true emotions just for me. So regulate is our second R. And for us, it's so funny to see my three-year-old do this, but he's like, I'm going to take some deep breaths. I'm like, yes, buddy, we're going to take some deep breaths count to 10, take a time out. I know for me, I have to tell my kids, I'm going to put myself in a time out. I'm going to walk away. I'm going to come back. Sometimes I'm coming back to say I'm sorry. Sometimes I'm coming back to give a consequence for a discipline. So just making sure that I'm not responding in either areas in anger. I love that. I mean, I do the exact same thing, Sarah. We do our deep breathing, counting to 10, taking a step away. I think all of those kind of things help take it from maybe becoming a 10 and maybe it's it's more of a five and you can you can deal with it better and there's mm-hmm. less harm that comes. So that's regulate. What yeah. what about whenever it does get to be bad and we got to do some work? Yeah. The last R is repair. We love this word in our house because we have multiple opportunities a day to practice this tool of repairing and just doing the work. I think forgiveness is such a beautiful thing to give when we have wronged someone or responded in anger. And my husband and I are reading Andy Stanley's new book called Parenting, Getting It Right. It is straight fire. But he talks about um, how to teach your children the importance of repairing a relationship with others, maybe when you've wronged them. And in the book, he says, this is a skill that has to be taught. You teach your children how to use a fork. You teach them how to tie their shoes. And you have to teach your children how to restore a relationship So how are we modeling this skill for our kids with humility in our own relationships? My husband and I, we practice saying, 
I'm sorry out loud mm-hmm. in front of our kids to show them what repairing a relationship can actually look like. So good. Authentic repairing. I know that's actually hard to do and not just a forced. You know how when your kids are fighting and you're like, you say you're sorry right now. That actually in the moment, <laughs> we want them to do that and to repair, but it actually does zero for their hearts. Yeah, it's not genuine. No, for for their hearts to actually see change. And so we say in our house, when you are ready to repair the relationship with your brother, I actually think that would be a wise choice. But she must choose to do on her own the repairing. But you know what? As her mom, I can encourage it and I can model it for her. Yeah. And you can cheer her on whenever she does it and just say, way to go and and praise her for that work. That's so good, Sarah. And it really is a life skill that everybody needs to be good at. And we get to, we get some really good practice in our, that's right, in our home, but it's so good. And I love that you, you say that to your husband out loud so that your kids can hear it. That's so good. Again, I just think it's good to keep in mind that, hey, we all get angry sometimes. And I, of course, this is the case, but God's Word has so much to say about anger and emotion, so that could be something that you could think about with your kids is just finding some verses, finding some some places in the Word that speaks to it. But one of the biggest ones is the example that Jesus gives us himself and that he got angry and he had emotions. We saw him get angry with the money changers in the temple. And so getting angry is something that happens to all of us, even Jesus, but it can get us into trouble if we don't handle it in the correct way and get some tools to keep it on our radar so that we handle it in life really well. And so go to the Word, see what it has to say about it is another good thing to do. We, because at the end of the day, we have a God that can relate to to this and He wants to to help us with it. He doesn't want to leave us in that spot. Mm-hmm. He wants to help us. So take him up on that offer to help us. So you were telling me earlier that, you know, as we were thinking about this episode and talking about it, that you had a Devo yes. that you did with which child? With my oldest, Mary okay. James. And kind of like you mentioned earlier, the nighttime kind of routine. Everyone's tired. It's been a long day. Gosh. And I was having a moment where... I was feeling frustrated, and my daughter said, Mom, will you read this devotion book to me before bed? I said, sure. Mary James, I will read it. And I'm telling you, speaking of God's Word and bringing you right back, Mm. um, in the devotion that she picked, uh, the first sentence of the Devo said, People with understanding control their anger. A hot temper shows great foolishness. Mm. Proverbs 14 29. I'm like, it's a good one to memorize. Amen. I was like, okay, Holy Spirit, I see you working. I hear you. But the Devo was actually all about the science behind a volcano. It says words like hot and explosive not only describe volcanoes, but they can also describe your temper. Yeah. Yeah. So it encourages you to take time away by yourself to talk to God and ask Him to show you how to handle your anger the right way. Amy, this is the most simple tool Mm -hmm. for us to use. But we don't do it. We don't do it sometimes. I know. We need to. Yet I forget so often to stop 
before I explode my angry words onto someone else. It's usually the people we love the most. Why is that? We do that to them. But you know what? I've realized your mama has to love you no matter what, right? Yeah. So we take it out on them the most. Our angry words are hurtful, but we actually have access to a helper in those moments. The Holy Spirit. Yeah. Just got to take him up on it and try not to take matters in our own hands, but pause and ask him to help us because he wants to. I love that. Okay. So we've talked about prep work to kind of help keep our anger in check, but we know that sometimes even the best of intentions and all that work, it can still hit. So we want to just end and talk a couple of minutes about what do we do when that anger does come on you? It's here. It hits you. How have you dealt with it at your house? Yeah, we actually use a scale. And so for my daughter, most all things, she responds out of 10. And so as her teacher, I'm like, "Uh, Mary James, you're out of 10. But this should be at about a two. No, I'm not the worst mom in the whole wide world. I, <laughs> I'm, I'm feeling pretty good today. So this should be at about a two. So just teaching them where they should fall on the scale. The vocabulary is helpful for those, you know, angry moments. But actually, vocabulary around the emotion is the foundational building block. A good reminder is practice makes progress for our kids to naming that emotion. Hey, I am angry. And actually knowing where it should fall on the scale. So your example as their mom will be a guiding, steady, trusted source. I don't know about you, Amy, but I'm guilty of mirroring my child's anger. And my husband and I kind of joke about it. He says, why are you giving the remote control to the most immature person in our household? They are not legal to drive and we are not letting them drive. So take back the remote control, respond with calm, don't mirror the anger. Um, So as their teacher, just remember, we don't want to match or mirror the anger. And sometimes, Sarah, especially for for boys, I think the best way to talk about it is when you're active and when you're outside. For us, that for sure is the case. Boys will go to anger. It feels to me that boys will go to anger before girls will because of the testosterone. Mm -hmm. So just getting outside has really helped us. Yeah, get outside and go for it. We actually started a new family tradition. After dinner, we go outside, we walk. We've identified that's the hardest part of our day. Yeah. And so we just get the energy out. Also, boy moms, most emotion comes out as anger. When they're sad, it comes out as anger. When they're anxious, it comes out. When they're afraid, it comes out as anger. And so boys don't love sitting down like a your daughter maybe would, and talking about it face-to-face. They Mm want to be shoulder-to-shoulder. Go for a walk. Get outside. They're going to open up probably a little easier shoulder-to-shoulder anyway than they would face-to-face. I mean, last night with my son, Jack, he was— I could see some anger starting to come up in him, and I just asked him the question. I said, it it seems to me like you've got some anger kind of bubbling up, and he just burst into tears. And he told me all kinds of things about his day and some things that were going on at school that he had been bottling up, and it was just me and him alone. And I I think just trying to find those moments where you can ask those questions and get get them talking. I love that you were able to help him identify, hey, I'm calling this out in you. And it gave him the freedom to express how he was really feeling instead of telling him, stop responding in anger. 
You know, he opened up. Uh So as we wrap up our time, Amy, I just love this quote so much from Psychology Today. It was an article by Dr. Laura Markham. I love it. It says, guess how they learn from us. Young children don't have the neural pathways to calm their own turbulent feelings. Everything seems like an emergency to them. But when we stay calm in the face of their upsets, they calm down, too. And their bodies learn from that experience how to calm their stormy emotions. That's how they wire the neural connections to self-regulate. So your child is counting on you to de-escalate the situation because they can't. If you can stay calm, you'll help them shape a brain that will make regulating himself easier soon and for the rest of their life. And once he can regulate his emotions, he can regulate the behavior. I love it. Starts with us, Sarah, and our relationship with the Lord. We always like to end our time together with a question so you can start to have these conversations in your home or in the carpool line. So the question today is this. What is something that has made you angry in the past week or so? And then you can follow that up with with why did it make you angry? And you might even need to do some repair work as a result. But I love this question because it's it's letting them look in the rearview mirror and see something that didn't make them angry today. Maybe you didn't even make them angry yesterday, but what is something that has made you angry in the past week or so? Identify it, be able to talk about it, and see if that helps them to be able to respond well the next time it pops up. I love that. So we'll go have those conversations with our kids, see what happens. We appreciate y'all listening, and we hope that this conversation has been helpful. It's definitely been helpful for us, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.